Hey y'all, I'm Damon Oates, founder of Deco Exchange. Who else has heard that crafting is just a hobby? I turned my love of crafting into a thriving multi seven-figure company, surrounded myself in an amazing community, and met some amazing business owners along the way. I'm here to show everyone that makers mean business. What is up, you guys? It is Parker here, back with another episode of the Makers Mean Business podcast. Y'all, today we've got Marissa Sayers here with us, and we're here to talk about MLMs. So, Marissa, why don't you just give us a little background about who you are and what you do? And I know you do stuff other than MLMs as well, so you can definitely talk about that as well. Um, yeah, let's let's hear what you got, Marissa. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, I my name is Marissa, and you just kind of want like how I got started into MLMs or the pre-story. What do you do All now? Like how, what, what kind of business are you running right now? Um, physical, uh, goods, blanks mostly is what I like to do. And also drop ship fulfillment for other businesses who want to add maybe another line or item to their existing business, but they don't actually want to fulfill, fulfill it. Okay. So, uh, physical products as I, I mean, I know a little bit about your business, so I'll kind of help you out here, but, uh, cups and signs, mm -hmm. metal signs specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously we're here to talk about MLM. So what, what do you do in the MLM space right now? Um, I am with a cosmetic skincare company and I have been for almost oh, over four years. I just hit my four years and I love it. So there I do a lot of mentoring with my team and uh, a lot of helping women find confidence in their existing beauty and how to kind of accentuate it instead of thinking that they just need to mask it or something's wrong with them. They need to fix it. It's not sure. really about that. Cool. Well, as, as a as a maker or as a listener even to our podcast, um, why do you think MLMs are uh, basically it's like a toolkit, right? I mean, we've talked about a lot in our business coaching group about um, diversifying income and revenue and, and not putting all, all your eggs in one basket. So what are a couple things that make you think that MLM or or MLMs in general are a good option to kind of be another another thing on your Swiss Army knife of business? Um, multiple reasons. One, I think for somebody who is maybe thinking about starting a business, they're not really sure where to get started or if they'd even be interested, uh, MLM is an amazing opportunity. It is going to be extremely low cost to get started with most direct selling companies. And you have the product information education already built in. You already have... Um, a mentor that you have sought out, you should be looking at who specifically you want to sign up with, someone who can lead you through the steps, how to get you started. And it's a very basically cheap way to see if you even want to dip your toe into the entrepreneur space. It's uh, shipping, sales, marketing, it's all the same things as any other physical product. And except you do not have to source the product, you do not have to actually make the product. So those things somebody else does for you. Absolutely. You are just the app, the actual marketing sales customer service and for an existing business i think it is a great option to add on just to have an extra stream of income especially if you already have customers you already have a platform you already have people buying stuff from you mm -hmm. if you find a company that fits your you know your morals your beliefs your standards then adding that on it can be strictly another source of income. You're already experienced with shipping, marketing, and all that stuff, and it's just adding another product to your business line. Got it. I think um, there, there's definitely a lot of negative connotations associated with MLMs, 
I mean, just, just being perfectly honest, do mm-hmm. you feel, um, do you want to dispel some of those myths really quick before we really get into the, the main discussions about MLMs? Sure. Um, I think that there are, you're absolutely right. There are a lot of people who have very negative feelings. And in my personal opinion, there's because there's people out there who don't really know what to do. They don't have an outside source of help for their business. Maybe they are only looking inside the company. And so the way a direct sales company works is, well, I can't speak for every single one, but most of them is, you know, somebody has taught their downline something who has taught their downline something who has taught their downline something. And most of it is amazing. And most, you know, high up downlines, they, they are getting outside sources, but when you are just starting, it can be very overwhelming. And so you get caught copying and pasting what other people do, which don't do. Uh, you get caught in the whole just kind of seeming desperate and just that, I hate to say it, but just that stereotypical MLM person who is cringy and people really don't want to be around because they feel like every single time you have a conversation, they're going to try and jam their products down your throat. And that's not how any business should work. And I think that that's how it's gotten a bad name. There have been there have been a few companies out there that also they have very strict guidelines on what you are and are not allowed to post. And so the people in those companies, they can look very repetitive and like they're copying and it's not their fault. It's just, you know, whatever guidelines yeah. that their mm-hmm. own company has. Right. I, I, I think MLMs are a good kind of addition to kind of like you said, an addition to an existing business. But it's also like a business in a box kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I know that's kind of like, it, it sounds like a cliche kind of, but it eliminates all the need to go find a product, to source a product, to, to deal with all that stuff. And it, give, it gives you a really good, um, like a test on if this is, I, I know you mentioned this, so I'm just reiterating it, a good test to see if, if that's something you really want to get into. But my biggest suggestion for any of you guys, whether it be starting your own business or getting into an, an, ML, an MLM, is to treat it like a business, mm-hmm. right? Because the the worst thing that can happen, like I said, either starting your own business or working in an MLM, is that you treat it like a hobby. Mm-hmm. And some things that I think are people treating it like hobbies is uh, selling it to your friends and family or giving it to your friends and family or mm-hmm. relying on them for everything. And to me, that's one of the main um, myths or or problems that MLMs face is the people treat it like hobbies and they expect their friends and families to, you know, oh, buy this, buy this, do mm-hmm. this, do this. And um, that's not how real business operates, right? You, right. F- you find your own customers, you do your own marketing, you find people who actually have their problems solved by the product that mm-hmm. you're selling. So whether it be MLM or not, you guys, make sure that you're treating your business like a business and not like a hobby. Mm-hmm. I know that's like a little off tangent, but I, I feel like it's, it really, for me, it solves one of the main problems that MLMs face in the terms of, oh, well, you're just going to keep bothering your family to mm-hmm. sell. And you don't have to do that. You can build a community. You can create marketing on, online, especially if it's allowed by your company. Obviously, each one is different. But let's just jump into um, MLMs in general. Like, who do you think uh, would be a good fit for MLMs? Honestly, like you said, it's a business in a box. And I think that anyone who honestly is an entrepreneur, I, th- I think that everyone should have as many revenue streams as possible. And as long as you are joining an MLM that, you know, 
connects with your business, your company, your beliefs, your morals, your standards, and checks those boxes off, mm -hmm. as well as if you already have pre-existing customer, a customer base, something that they'd be interested in, uh, then I think it's a great addition to that. I don't, I'm someone who I think that everyone <laughs> Yeah, you could find something, one. basically. Yes, there are so many. What What are a couple things to kind of look out for when you're scouting out potential MLMs, just for those people who are interested about it? Uh, so I think most important is making sure that you are going to be selling something that you are authentically like in love with. Same thing for a personal business, right? You don't, if you get into business with, for me, I love cups, but if I hated cups, like it wouldn't make sense for me to then sell them because sure. I would just be miserable. So same thing, don't join a fitness MLM if you hate working out and you hate eating healthy because it's gonna become awful for you. Right. Um, also, the compensation plan is really important. A lot of people can get caught up, which this is another one of those things that I think turns people off to MLMs is because people make it seem like it's so easy. They make it seem like you can become, it's a get rich overnight thing and it's not it's a lot of very hard work it's called network marketing is what I tell my girls like it takes a lot of work and same as any other business and so knowing the compensation plan before you decide to join the MLM is really important because they are not all created equal and there are a lot of compensation plans that are geared very highly towards building a team and um, very low on the sales aspect and in my opinion when you are joining and starting an MLM you should do the opposite. You should be looking for the sales aspect because that's you yourself. You can be reliable for that. You can increase or decrease your income based off your work ethic. Your team compensation is not the same. You cannot force somebody to do more sales or to go get more people. Right. And so in my opinion, people should be focusing on how much of the compensation plan is based off their own personal work so that they have more control over their paycheck. Got it. Very cool. And then, sorry, I forgot the last one. The last one really important thing I think is the coaching mentoring aspect. Uh, so making sure if you're interested in a direct sales company that you are doing your research of who you're signing up with. I know a lot of people sign up with friends or family or a coworker who's like you said, doing it as a hobby mm -hmm. and they, the per, they might be really um, gung ho and wanting to do it as a full time business opportunity and the person that they signed up underneath is not. So that person, you know, how knowledgeable are they on the compensation plan, the products, how to use them, the rules, all of that sort of stuff. So that's really important. Also in, in the same breath, finding somebody outside of your direct sales company, I have found literally priceless because it's a completely different view on things. Obviously I'm here in the mastermind and, um, with you guys and in Damon's coaching group. And that is something that is invaluable because you are being taught just very, just marketing in general, sales in general, how to find your perfect customer in general, instead of only finding, you know, that one person for your product, you want to be more, you don't want to find someone who only wants lipstick. Like you want to find the whole person that you're marketing right. to. Yeah. So, you mentioned a couple key things that I kind of wanted to deep dive a little more into, but before we do that, I want to just m mention one thing. Um, I think it's important to consider the, uh, the brands. What is the correct word I'm looking for here? Their, their like values, 
yeah, brand values or so, something along that line, right? You mm-hmm. want to make sure that their their beliefs, their marketing material, their stance on you know how to run a business and how to be successful aligns with yours, mm-hmm. because otherwise it it it's almost like trying to sell a product that you don't really believe in. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to support something that you don't really believe in on a um, on, on a different level, it won't really work out. So I just want to kind of throw that in there as well with all the other things that you mentioned. Um, but as far as a uh, compensation plan, right? Everyone's worried about the money. What are, what are, can you, I don't know if you can even talk about this, so stop me if I'm wrong, but can you talk about how you, the different ways you can get paid in your specific one? I know each, a disclaimer, everyone is going to be different mm-hmm. and you need to refer to each of the different compensation plans. But from the MLMs that I've either been a part of or looked into, there are a lot of similarities between the ways you can get paid. So if you can talk about Mm -hmm. it, please let us know. Uh, What are some ways that you're generating revenue in your specific MLM? So in our specific MLM, you can get paid three different ways. You get paid uh, directly, you know, the sales that you make, you're getting paid from your customers. And so sales, and then you get paid two different ways for your team commission. Uh, basically, you have your standard team commission, and then once you've grown your team to a certain volume, then that second bonus, for lack of better terms, comes in. Okay. So three different ways, Got specifically. It. So you guys, I'm, I'm going to implore you now, especially with compensation, but really everything that's in the, the contracts and the agreements that you sign, make sure that you understand them and make sure that you really get a grip for what you can and can't do in your mm-hmm. business. Then the last thing that we talked about or you kind of mentioned was education. So what are some, maybe some tips and tricks that you learned along the way, whether it be about business in general or uh, MLM specific that you want to kind of share with our listeners today? Uh, The biggest thing that I think took me a minute to learn and I think why I grew so quickly is because I already had been an entrepreneur when I joined my first, first and only direct sales company. And so I treated it like a business instead of a hobby. To me, it was no different. I was getting customers, I was packaging orders, shipping them out, following up. And so I think treating like a business is one of the most important tips that I can give. You know, I had a business bank account, I kept funds separate, all of that sort of stuff that uh, can get lost in trainings, which is why I said, in my opinion, it's important to make sure you have an outside resource for business coaching instead of solely only in your direct sales company because it's just a different lens, I guess. And so the way that I was marketing things was different because I was already used to marketing other physical products. And so I think that that made a big difference in how my business grew because I did not come across as an you know, unfortunately they don't know better that classic MLM person who was just asking their friends and family and posting all the time on their personal profile because I already, I already had been taught otherwise. So I was using those other skills. So I highly encourage all of my girls. I mean, I recommend people to my girls. Um, obviously I coach them as well, but I still, even though I know that I still recommend that they find somebody that they jive with and that they like, Mm -hmm. and that they get outside coaching from them. Well, Marissa, I've got two things left to ask you. The first thing is, where can people find you? Like, what all your things? Like, where social media, anything like that? You want to shout yourself out? Uh, Marissa May Sayers on everything. Got it. Well, you guys, we'll put all that in the show notes as well, so you don't have to go hunting it down. 
Um, but then the last thing I want to ask you is, uh, so you do MLM, which isn't necessarily in the creative space, but you also have other parts of your business that are in the creative space. So what does being a maker mean to you? And um, feel, feel free to share any of the story that you'd like. I know you've got a, <laughs> a lot, a lot of, um, what's the, what's the word here? You've got a lot of reasons. Oh. <laughs> You've got a lot of reasons why being a business owner is important to you. So feel free to share whatever you like. But I just wanted to ask, what does being a maker mean to you? Um, most importantly, it allows me to be able to be home with my kids and be able to be there for them. Uh, we have our youngest had an accident and um, she's fine now. She's doing much better. But she has had a lot of appointments a lot of speech therapy, things of that nature, physical therapy, all of that. And so I haven't had to miss any, well, except for this week, but that's okay. Um, haven't had to miss any. I'm able to be there for that. I'm able to be there when she needs me and not have to worry about disappointing someone else because I know I can get my work done at 3 a.m. when she's asleep. And I can make those sacrifices. And I have found, actually, which is I found it through the MLM space, which I never knew that I'd be interested in this, but mentoring and coaching lights up a part of me that I didn't know existed. I, before I joined an MLM, I helped people, my friends basically, you know, start Etsy's and get started and I loved it. But when you start building a team, I was able to experience for the first time like mentoring and coaching and um, that opened up a whole new world of possibilities. And I would say those two reasons, my kids and I, love seeing other people succeed and I mean this sounds selfish but let's just be honest knowing I had like even a tiny part of that <laughs> makes my whole entire day so getting into the wholesale selling like that's me helping another little business be able to make a product and then sell and generate income for their families and hopefully be able to allow them to accomplish their dreams and if it stay home you know I'm able to be a tiny part of that even through the blank tumbler yeah, selling that's excellent because i mean obviously being a business owner means a lot to you so you just want to kind of spark that same mm -hmm. those similar feelings or maybe even the, that same opportunity in someone mm -hmm. else it's just being being a mentor or a coach is something something special also with the sorry one last thing i no, forgot to ahead. mention the the personal development that i never was doing before being in a business and working on myself and to the level that I'm doing it now and just seeing the drastic changes that have happened in myself my ways that I can communicate I mean like doing this for example mm -hmm. like yeah I, would yeah. Have, I know so, exactly what you yeah mean. and exactly so that mean. has been I mean friends family so many people pointed out and not in a bad way like oh my gosh you've changed so much like in almost it's just in growth yeah grown, it's yeah. yeah and I don't and it pushes you like, I don't think I would have done this much work this quickly if it hadn't been for being a maker and being a business owner. And so for that, it's like, I don't think I can ever go back because yeah. it's too good. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> well, Marissa, thank you so much for, for being on the interview today. I, I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to, to chat with us. And uh, y'all, I'll make sure to um, link all of her, her bio, all of her information in the show notes. But you guys, if you enjoyed this episode, if you want to catch us next time, make sure you subscribe at makersmoonbusiness.com or wherever you get your podcast. See you next time, y'all. Bye.